and welcome to another episode of uh, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. I am Conan, and joined by my trusty sidekick, uh, Sonia Monsusian. <laughs> uh, not Sonia. <laughs> no, I will not sit here while you bad mouth. I don't know who she is. Oh, and of course, Matt Gorley. <laughs> she, I, I, oh. I'd support that. You would? Oh, I think You'd... he's a very cool guy. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but as you probably already guessed, this is not... Uh, a first-rate podcast such as that. This it is, is the ninth-rate podcast. Uh, Sophia's Choice, the Golden Girls podcast. <laughs> and I am not Conan O'Brien. I certainly wish what was I was. What's the lady's name that you said? Sona. Sona Mosesian. Sorry if I insulted her. What yeah. is she? What's she like? Is she pretty awesome? You said. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. She's a yeah a yeah. great sidekick. Um, yeah. But uh, but I am Alan, not Conan O'Brien, and uh, joined by Ski. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> and Brent and uh, and as you may have already guessed, uh, this episode uh, the recap is going to be handled by Brent. Season two, episode seventeen, bedtime story. And uh, we'll of course do the recap. Still do our ratings. Still do our MVPs. And uh, still work towards picking the greatest episode, Sophia's Choice. So didn't didn't Madonna have a uh, album called Bedtime Stories? Yeah, I believe she did. You think she stole it directly from this? Um, so bedtime Which came stories. First? This did. I thought so. That was um, like nineties. Yeah, like I think bedtime stories came out ninety four ish, because I think that's the one that had um. This used to be my playground I from that with right. honors movies. Yeah. Mm, okay. So I know way more about Madonna than I thought I did. Yeah, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're quite the Madonna aficionado, exactly. at least you know, comparatively speaking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. I'm hip. <laughs> well, she's all the rage right now. Yeah. <laughs> all the kids with their Madonna music. I think I got a new tape from her last week. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty soon you're going to be telling us about Coldplay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and on the Bible, I got Coldplay written down here. <laughs> does get into that point yeah <laughs> so yeah so uh season two episode 17 bedtime story and uh brent take it away so yeah uh directed by uh terry hughes uh written by barry Fanaro, terry grossman morton nathan and kathy spear uh no strangers amongst that crew if you'd like to learn more about them listen to previous episodes uh original air date february 7th 1987 okay so so as far as February 7th goes, a um, couple things that, you know, we can discuss. Uh, back in 1812, um, the author of our mutual friend, Charles Dickens, was yeah. born. Okay. Um, I can't say that I know the title, our mutual friend. Um, obviously, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of Charles Dickens stories that are quite famous. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is our mutual friend one that's famous that is just a blind spot for me? Um, I went with our mutual friend um, because in, um, there was a TV show. Um, a few years back called Lost. Okay. And um, there was a piece of Scottish man meat on there named Desmond Hume. Okay. Right. And he <laughs> intended for our mutual friend to be the last book he read before he died. Oh. Um, and so he carries around a copy with him. You know, he ends up in a hatch with it and on a boat. And he later owns his own boat called Our Mutual Friend. Mm. Um, and all because, like, he's just big Dickens fan. And so he wanted that to be the last thing he ever read. So he carried around that book with him. Um, and then um, 
there was also um, a character within that's named Jenny Wren, okay. and Paul McCartney had a song called Jenny Wren oh, okay, off his nice. Chaos and Creation in the Backdoor album. So maybe a, a blind spot for me, but but definitely not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely still a notable work. Yeah, um, I'd like to point out I've never read it. Oh, okay. You know everything I know about Dickens. I think I've read Great Expectations, and I know I've seen Oliver, <laughs> and whatever one with Christmas and the Scrooge. Yeah. I've seen like thirty-seven <laughs> versions of that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Now Oliver, Oliver and Company, that's the same thing, right? Yes, yes. Um, it was the reboot, right? <laughs> so, uh, eighteen sixty-seven, uh, one of America's first libertarians, uh, Laura Ingalls Wilder, was born. So, uh, Laura, along with her daughter slash co-writer slash editor, came out strongly against Roosevelt and his New Deal. Um, and the New Yorker has a nice piece about the daughter praying for Roosevelt's assassination. Wow. <laughs> so, that is rough. Yeah. <laughs> so next time somebody's like, I love Little House on the Prairie, be like, well, then you must hate the New Deal. <laughs> <laughs> she must love the Depression. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, 1889, a Swedish-American physicist and theorist, Harry Nyquist, was born. And that one was for you, Numi. <laughs> Uh, 1894, uh, the Cripple Creek Miner Strike, led by the Western Federation of Miners, began in Cripple Creek, Colorado. Um, and that one started because the silver miners were flocking to Cripple Creek to look for gold, oh, okay. since America was still tied to the gold standard. And so it was still good while the price of silver had dropped. So, And then basically with that influx of workers, mine, mine owners were asking for more labor for less money. Oh, okay. So they had to unionize? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, in 1908, uh, Buster Crab was born. So, to my knowledge, he's the only person to portray Tarzan, Flash Gordon, and Buck Rogers. Well, I know Buster Crab has definitely uh, been mentioned in this podcast before. <laughs> yes. So. yes, that's why he made the cut. So, uh, 1940, uh, the second full-length animated Walt Disney film, Pinocchio, mm-hmm. premiered. Very nice. So, you said so it was just, a second? Yeah. So I didn't realize it was that high up on the list. Yeah. So Snow White, was that the first? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1955, um, Twin Peaks' Albert Miguel Ferrara was born. 1960, uh, Robert California himself, James Spader, was Woo-hoo! born. So. Do you think that uh, for someone like James Spader, I, for some reason I was just thinking about him earlier today. Well, I think part of it's because I've been watching The Office with the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we haven't got to that point yet, mm-hmm. but uh, we're still, I think, yeah. season three at this uh, yeah. this point. But I was thinking, you know, if you are someone who, you know, gets to be in a Marvel movie, you know, or any major superhero yeah. movie, yeah. I guess, uh, but you're only a voice in it, uh-huh. is that kind of like, do you put a little asterisk by that? Or if you're someone like James Spader, probably doesn't care at all. Um, it's just yeah. probably a, yeah. I don't want to say that it's just a check as in he didn't care about his performance, mm-hmm. but... At the end of the day, I, I can't imagine that the, you know, 60-year-old James Spader probably. Yeah. I think that he looks at it as just another experience. Okay. He's like, well, I don't have that, you know, check mark on my list, and I would like to have that. Right. Because he was Ultron, right? Yeah, yeah. that's right, mm-hmm. yeah. Because, exactly. I mean, others like, you know, Paul Bettany did the voice of, mm-hmm. you know, Jarvis initially, yeah. and then, uh, then of course, actually had a, yeah you know, face character, but. Yeah. I mean, I think it's one of those things that I think he probably did that for the same reason he did The Office. Mm-hmm. He's like, I've never done a sitcom before. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so it's just I one of those he things. I thought was pretty good on that. Actually. Oh, he was so good. Yeah. Robert California is one of my favorite characters on that <laughs> show. I think he's unfairly maligned. Um, like if I were to list like the 10 best lines from The Office, um, his delivery of, um, you know, 
why is Jim treating the clown so poorly <laughs> is definitely <laughs> up there. I just love that so much. I, I probably YouTube that like once a year. Just <laughs> well, yeah, I, I am a James Spader fan for yeah, sure. But, me too. So. So, so happy birthday, James Spader, on February 7th. <laughs> so... Um, and then in the year 2000, you know, not all births, um, we also had, uh, Doug Henning died. So, or that, or he started the greatest trick ever. So, <laughs> um, and then we also had, uh, a couple other, two more things about February 7th. I'd like to mention, uh, that was when Mississippi officially certified the 13th amendment, you know, um, you know, abolishing slavery. So, and obviously that was in 2013. <laughs> so, <laughs> way to go, Mississippi. <laughs> Rounding that corner, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but on the bright side, they were the last of the states to do it. Right. So we're not still waiting for like Arkansas yeah, or something yeah. to step yeah, up to the plate. We're, we're whole at this point. <laughs> You're serious? Exactly. You're not serious. It was in 2013. No, I'm serious. It was. What? In 2013, Mississippi. Finally, officially certified the Thirteenth Amendment. Yeah, there was. Um, I did not remember that. That I'm surprised I didn't. Because uh, you weren't woke my... in 2013. <laughs> I guess you're right, man. <laughs> that just seems way behind the times. And Chris, <laughs> sure it does seem a little tardy. <laughs> <laughs> seems like they might have some apologizing yeah. to do. Well, my guess is that they weren't allowing ownership of other people up until that point. Um, but it sure was probably a clerical. Yeah. situation of some kind but mm-hmm. uh, it is a dubious um, yeah <laughs> a dubious designation for sure yeah. so. um all right and so then um another important february 7th um 1974 that's when uh james dewitt yancey aka jd aka illa j aka j dilla aka dilla dog was born um as you know, by the time he was in his late teens, early 20s, he'd done singles and remixes for Janet Jackson, The Far Side, De La Soul, Buster Rhymes, A Tribe Called Quest, plus Q-Tip's solo album, plus solo work for Moz Def's partner in Black Star, Talib Kweli. After founding the Soulquarians with Quest, Love, and D'Angelo, Jay Dilla started working with Erica Badu and Common, including on his Like Water for Chocolate album. Wow. And then on his 32nd birthday, February 7th, 2006, Jay Dilla released the second best hip-hop album of all time okay. and the first best instrumental hip-hop album, Donuts. Um, now, when you say instrumental hip-hop album, was it all instrumental? It was... It was nothing but samples and beats. Oh, okay. So all of the vocals were sampled vocals mm, okay. that he, you know, cut up and resequenced or whatever. So he's not freestyling on top of the mm. tracks. Okay. So um, at the time that we're recording this, we're like two weeks out from Rolling Stone issuing their updated version of the 500 greatest albums of all time. And Donuts came in as 386th greatest album, mm-hmm. right between the Ramones Rocket to Rush at 385 and my personal favorite Radiohead album, In Rainbows, at 387. Now, did you look at the other 385 to make sure there wasn't an, two more hip-hop albums on that list? Or, uh, no, this, th- is, th- this is just my personal. Just your personal, yeah. okay. I'm saying Paul's Boutique is the greatest hip-hop album of all time, and Donuts is the second best of all time. And Paul's Boutique, who is the artist on that? Beastie Boys. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, who he actually sampled twice on this album. Oh, okay. So, um, so it was donuts. Good neighbors then, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. So Donuts features 31 tracks because Jay Dilla was 31 when he recorded it. Okay. Um, and it starts off with a song called Outro. And it features a sample of Shuggy Otis is not available. And then just as a side note here, my favorite Shuggy Otis track is Strawberry Letter number 23. And not just because Fish covered it. Okay. But the 31st and final track is called Intro. And it features another sample of not available. Yeah. And this allows the closing intro to flow directly into the opening outro and makes the entire album infinitely loopable. Oh. Kind of like a donut. <laughs> so How clever. Yeah. And then the other 29 songs feature samples by artists such as Beastie Boys, Stevie Wonder, and Frank Zappa. Okay. So, but then three days after dropping donuts and celebrating his 32nd birthday, James Yancey died of a rare blood disease that's too painful to discuss in polite company. So, i just like to dedicate this episode to Jay Dilla and his Donuts album. Okay, very nice. Wow. Well, any interjections or anything for uh, me? No, I don't think so. I mean, you talked about a lot of things I don't know about. So, mm-hmm. uh, or at least I don't, I've never heard of this album or that artist. So good. Um, but I, I have faith in your... Uh, mm-hmm. It's probably just a smidge over 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what I would suggest is just... Put it on a loop and listen to it over and over and over again one afternoon. Okay. And by the time you get to the fifth or sixth time, you'll love it as much as I do. I mean, I have a complete faith in your conviction of <laughs> your <laughs> the things you like. Um, but uh, but I, that said, I would certainly give it a try. Okay, sweet. Not oh. five or six times, but... Okay. <laughs> exactly. I don't know if you... That's the thing, like, I don't know if you listen to it once, if you, like, truly get it. Mm. Like, it's one of those things that... Too dense. <laughs> yeah, it truly is. No, I was saying, I'm I too dense. Oh, no, no, I'm saying the album <laughs> is too <indeed>. dense. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things, like, sitting down reading the Bible front to back once. Yeah. It's like, oh, kind of long, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but if you read it a second time and then sort of go back and hunt and peck for the moments you like, mm. you know. I don't know. Fair enough. I'm just saying. That was an odd comparison. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that like on your fifth or sixth read of the Bible, you're a true believer, but the first four or five times, you know, I don't three know. or four times, you're like, uh, eh. I'm saying, okay, so you're alien from another planet. Sure. Okay. Not another country. <laughs> <laughs> and you land here, okay? Mm-hmm. And you're like, hey. What's the best book ever written? You know, dependent upon you, who you ask, somebody could hand you a copy of the Bible. Sure. And you're like, all right. And you sit down and read it. You're like, I don't get it. <laughs> you know, like if you had no context or anything, right. you're just reading it straight up as a piece of literature. Don't you think that you'd have a hard time grasping the importance of it? Yeah, I would say, especially if you're an alien and you're like, none of this stuff seems, not the me- messages or whatever, but yeah. none of the examples seem relevant uh-huh. because you're talking about a, a time that lack the technology that your planet mm-hmm. currently has that we're viewing. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, I guess you'd have to read it a few times to see the uh, meaning of the text, exactly. not just the stories. Exactly. Especially since like you probably traveled on like a starship, like the enterprise or something right, like yeah. that. Where you're like, if you want fish and loaves, you just push a button and they pop up. <laughs> <laughs> like, how's that a miracle? <laughs> exactly. It's like, that's number 37 on the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> he just uses repli- replicator, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, anywho. You can get any kind of wine out of this you want. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
Exactly. <laughs> so, all right, the introduction to the story. Um, you know, Blanche enters the kitchen to ask Sophia what she's making. Sophia's making pasta, sausage, and peppers. Uh, the audience is surprised that Sophia didn't use this opportunity to mention her famous clam sauce. Uh, Blanche <laughs> asks about the fourth pot on the stove, and Sophia says it's garbage. Uh, normal rules apply. Just interject as you guys see fit. So I wonder, because, you know, last episode we opened up with Sophia cooking. Mm-hmm. I know we've opened up with her cooking in, in a prior episode mm-hmm. or two. I wonder how many, you know, out of the, like, I don't know, I guess 40 episodes we reviewed so mm-hmm. far um, yeah. have that opening of Sophia yeah. at the stove cooking <laughs> a meal. It does seem to be a trope that we've revisited yeah. a few times. Well, especially to have it back-to-back. Um, yeah. Because, well, I think... I don't know. I think they probably do it just as her character. She's like, oh, she's the elderly Italian woman who's always cooking. Yeah. And it also keeps it so there's only three of them at the kitchen table. Right. Well, not to spoil as we go in, this is when I, well, I'll come, I can come back to it, but, uh, well, hell, I've already talked too much. This is, I think, our third anthology episode they've done. Um, so if you, I know that you did the last review uh, mm-hmm. of an, or last uh, recap of an anthology. Did mm-hmm. you also do The Way We Met? recap or was that a ski recap um i think that one might have been me as well yeah so it seems like yours uh the yeah. anthologies just keep falling to brent yeah <laughs> i want to yeah. say that's true because i think we even just yeah yeah i think you're right yeah i know um when i did my you know write-up for this one i ganked the uh christmas episode as my starting point oh okay so and then Pretty i went clever. a slightly different direction okay so, fair enough um <coughs> excuse me um so yeah i, I thought it was odd that like it seemed like it was late at night, yeah. you know, that she was cooking these sausage and peppers. Yeah, I agree. Like, everybody would have expected to be in bed sleeping at that point. Exactly. It's one of those things that if I was one of the characters, because they talk about, you know, are we going to eat the chip beef gravy or are we going to have her sausage and peppers and ziti or whatever? Right. I think at two in the morning, I'd be more inclined to go with the lightly toasted bread yeah. and the chip beef gravy, mm-hmm. uh, especially if I'm a character who has previously said, like, anything stronger than a steamed chicken breast <laughs> repeats <laughs> on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's Well, and if you're not anticipating the rest waking up, I mean, I guess the only thing you can assume is that she's like, yeah, I'm going to make all this eat a little bit and mm-hmm. then put the rest in the fridge for yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but so. yeah, that is a lot of uh, effort to go through for a late night snack. Mm-hmm. It is <laughs> agreed. Um, so anyways, Rose and Dorothy enter the room. Uh, we discover that they both have family coming to town. Uh, Rose's cousin and Sal's brother. Uh, Rose is hurt that Dorothy doesn't, Dorothy doesn't want to sleep with her. Uh, Dorothy missed an opportunity to point out to Rose that the people who sleep with her end up dead. Uh, they banter <laughs> a bit more, and then the first flashback begins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know um, during that, you know, Dorothy starts to sing uh, Sunrise, Sunset, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I did not know where that was from, so I looked it up, and that's uh, from the musical Fiddler on the Roof. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so. Good old Tevye sings that one. Yeah. Yep. If I was more industrious, I definitely would insert that right mm-hmm. now in the podcast. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not, so I'm not. I was hoping that you would be industrious enough to take these scenes from the original episodes that we recorded mm-hmm. and insert them here into, like, the flashback. Oh, like have us do a flashback <laughs> of our own flat? Like yeah, it. exactly. Like the like the next scene that we're going to talk about, um, which I called, you know, flashback one, the return of Saul's Linguini. Okay. Um, you would go back <laughs> to when we originally discussed that scene and take that audio and just insert it here through the magic of editing. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess not. Okay. <laughs> but we can talk about it again. But if you guys want to learn more about that episode, go back to that episode. I did try to look up like which episodes they were flashing back to right. so I could give that little hint. But there was no 
easy way to find out <laughs> without like manually searching through one. Well, so are you saying that? All right, so I'm just gonna show my stupidity. Are you saying that these flashbacks were flashbacks to actual episodes? I thought it was a clip show. No, I, I, no, I, I think these so. are all original. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're blowing my mind right to... now <laughs> with this claim. No, this these are all original. I could have swore we saw these previously. No, maybe you saw previously when you had watched the show at another time. <laughs> but yeah, I was. A little I thought this confused. was a clip show. No, it's an anthology. Really? Yeah. That's why there's so many writers. I bet. See, that's what I thought it was because those are the credited writers from the original time the scenes aired. No, this is the original time they aired. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Well, my mind is blown. I thought this was a clip show. I, I don't. I think uh, Alan's right. Yeah. I'm really? Almost, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty much positive. Man. Now I will say, uh, I, some of the scenarios may have corresponded similarly with stuff that we've seen in previous episodes. Yeah. But I don't remember a direct correlation with any of them. Yeah. No, I think these are all 100% original. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Hopefully somebody will comment. As to, I could have swore I, we'd all seen these episodes before and talked about them. And, yeah, no. If uh, Well, that's why when you were saying that I would enter, that I would <laughs> put a clip from us talking about it before, uh-huh. I was... Even if even if there specifically was stymied as to what he meant, yeah, like especially yeah. like number one, I wouldn't put that much effort, even if it was yeah. a clip show. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> number no, two, I don't, you know, I don't know where I would get that material from. Oh, I, I'm fucking heartbroken because I thought at first I thought you were saying like I was really thinking you were talking about some Inception shit where we would talk <laughs> about it. I would then take that and reinsert it no. <laughs> back in. No, um, no, I thought this. I, I, I thought this was a clip show. No. I thought this was basically they recorded some new scenes of them in the kitchen, and then they just spliced in stuff from episodes we've seen previously. No, no. I mean, I, I, like I said, I think uh, you know. Obviously, I know that you've watched through the series prior mm-hmm. to yeah. this. I would know, to, like to think podcast. that those scenes have yet to happen in episodes, <laughs> and then we revisit them later. <laughs> yeah, that they turned all those into full episodes of their own that we we'll get to see in right, the future. Right. Yes. So, and I. Man. Surely you would have remembered that train scene that we, we get Well, that to. was the one that I was like, well, maybe that is a new one. You I'm know? pretty sure they're all, all 100% new. <sighs> See, that was the one I was sort of questioning. Like, well, maybe they did do a bonus new scene. Because it was definitely, like, the first one we're going to talk about is definitely the longest of them. Right. And it was also the one that I definitely remembered the most. Well, now, there, there have been scenes where Dorothy got in bed with Sophia before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. So, you know, and when I first saw that happening, I thought maybe it was, mm. but then I am, yeah. like I said, I'm certain that it is actually a new, okay. brand new scene. Uh, well, some of the recap bullets here that we're <laughs> going to go through are not as robust because I thought we had discussed these oh, scenes okay. previously. A, so, I mean, I, st- I still got close to 2,000 words here. Oh, okay. So, we're, we'll be fine. Yeah. But, so I apologize. Um I think that made for awesome content just yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, but it just sort of blows my mind, and just my whole thesis for the episode is just down the drain. <laughs> now, did you? Because I know in the prior anthology episode, you rated each chunk yeah. separately. Did you do that with this also? I didn't because I took the whole thing as a whole because I viewed it the way that Jay Dilla did when he did donuts and he was just sampling. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I thought that's what this episode was. They just sort of sampled and recontextualized some previous bits yeah. and made something new. 
That's why I really hit the Jay Dilla so hard. Yeah. <laughs> you, must have, you probably did your research on the date and then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I always do that first. So. So, yeah. Because I always like to just know what was happening in the world right. when the episode aired. But I had enough with Jay Dilla. I didn't need to know. Oh, uh, Billy Vera and the Beaters, they had the number one song. Hmm. Um, and did you ever see the Family Ties episode where Alex goes to the prom? I probably did, but it's been a while since I've watched any it's Family the song Ties. It's like, like, what would you do if I could <laughs> with another? <laughs> <laughs> do you know that song? No, I don't, but I definitely want the Brent cover of that. Yeah, um, thank you. Because <laughs> that was fantastic. Exactly. So. <laughs> Nobody needs to hear that song sung by a state senator. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, anywho, um, <laughs> flashback number one, the return of Saul's Linguini. <laughs> um, bullet one. This is the one where the Goldens join Sophia in her flatulent ridden bed. <laughs> Sophia. <laughs> um, it's her so, bed. She can do what she wants, right? Yeah. Sophia looks exceptionally tan in this memory. Um, apparently, it's cold enough to need an electric blanket at 90% power, <laughs> but not so cold that you wouldn't want to skip a day at the beach. Um, and then, again, man. So, this is one thing we've not really discussed is Estelle Getty's facelift between season one and two. Because <laughs> apparently the money she earned playing an old woman, she used to make herself look younger. Um, and supposedly it took 45 minutes to age her up in the first season and three hours in subsequent ones. Um, and again, I thought we were flashing back to the first season. Right. And so we were seeing like her younger face. And I was like, wow, that is a good face. Like the makeup. <laughs> job is really good because she looks indistinguishable now than she did pre-facelift uh, but apparently it was all the same face right <laughs> so i apologize for that um and then the last thing i had for this one was the flashback ends with another golden girls first uh blanches in bed and she calls out to jesus in a religious context <laughs> so. oh well there was the one part so uh, oh there's lots of parts i just thought we discussed them previously <laughs> <laughs> well so basically it's super cold right right yeah. in miami in miami yeah. yeah and they've got the uh electric blanket going everybody piles yeah. in one after the other because mm -hmm. it's so cold yeah Dog and then uh you know rose obviously wants to pray before bed yeah so she gets up and then does her little prayer and then ultimately yeah. kind of, she does that little cheesy thank you God yeah. for my friends. Yeah. Please take care of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then God takes on Dorothy's yeah. voice. <laughs> yeah. And that part I definitely could have swore I remembered. Uh, yeah, like I said, I'm pretty sure it was all original. But um, I thought if there's ever been a scene where they made Rose look dumber, mm -hmm. it was her not realizing that it was Dorothy's voice. Yeah. And then Blanche being like, oh, good job, Dorothy. And her saying, oh, it wasn't me. And uh -huh. Blanche starts to pray then. Yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. That perhaps she did hear the voice of God. Um, well, like, Dorothy's God voice wasn't too dissimilar from Rose's dog voice. Yeah. Well, that's what I was kind of wondering. Because, you know, she, Dorothy does a couple voices in this scene. She does that. And then she also uh -huh. does the one where she's imitating herself as a child talking yeah, about yeah. her doll, Mrs. Doolittle. Yeah. Um, and I was wondering, did you find that as adorable as you did when Rose was doing it to imitate a dog? No, no. Um, <laughs> I, I liked it better when Rose was doing it. Because she was like... <laughs> She was like Ace Ventriloquist <laughs> pet impressionist. <laughs> I'm not 
sure if that joke's as funny as I'm thinking it is. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, at the time we're recording this, it's, you know, 12.23 in the morning. <laughs> and it's my wedding anniversary. Oh, happy yeah. anniversary. Yes. <laughs> I only deserve half that credit. Oh, well. Probably less than half, honestly. <laughs> please, please pass the uh, yeah. congratulations on to your wife as well. Yeah, well, there was a couple other parts of that scene that I enjoyed also. A couple mm-hmm. of their lines. Yeah. Um, I, I liked. I feel like Sophia was on fire for um, the yeah. start of this episode for sure. But you know, she said, um, you know, it, Dorothy was imploring her to turn up the electric blanket. Um, she said, uh, "It's already on nine on ten. You can cook a lean cuisine." Yeah. So that was a nice product. Uh, yeah. <laughs> mentioned for lean cuisine. Uh, I also like she uh, Dorothy's telling her that story that I mentioned about her childhood. Oh, Mrs. Yeah, and she's like, mm-hmm. and I like the way she starts the sentence. Dorothy, cut that crap out. I'm not in the mood. Uh, yeah. That yeah. was good. And and then yeah. also uh, take off your t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot Sal. about that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I assume this is the <laughs> linguini covered t shirt. <laughs> right. And then my favorite line of the episode was in there where I think it was Rose asked, Did you hear that? Or it might have been Blanche. I'm not sure which one of the two said it that was part. Definitely Blanche. Blanche, okay. And then. Because Rose wasn't in the uh, bed yet. Oh, she wasn't in there yet. Okay. And then, then that's when Sophia says, uh, Yeah, and as long as I'm in my own bed, I'll do what I want. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. I really like that. So. Yeah, I thought it was a really solid start for this anthology. Um, <laughs> Not a clip show. Right. Um, so. but Did you have any other to add to this particular uh, portion? One other comment was that, uh, so Rose finally gets into the bedroom and uh, says that she was tinkering around with the heater. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, someone says, oh, you're brilliant, Rose. Mm-hmm. And the response is, "That's uh, Sophia says, mm-hmm. that's not a line you hear every day. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, oh, hold on. Oh, the no, follow-up is, of course, that she also inadvertently turned on the air conditioner, mm-hmm. and it won't turn off. Right. So yeah. it's now going to be colder. Yeah. Which yeah. Really seems like that's what she always does. Like when she tried to fix the bathroom, mm-hmm. now it's like you flush the toilet and the shower comes on. Yeah, I appreciate her initiative, but it really doesn't <laughs> work out often. Yeah. Only timed, um, especially right now in this case. Yeah. yeah. There was a couple other, I, I did forget, there was a, another line in that that I liked. Because mm-hmm. um, she was saying, again, Sophia on fire for this particular scene especially, but she said, insistently, four in a bed um, is a treat. <laughs> it meant half your family's on vacation. Yeah. Which I was thinking like, oh, so it was like Charlie Buckets there. With yeah, the, exactly. You know. Grandpa Joe. <laughs> yeah. All this sort. Um, yeah. And then but she, the, throws, yeah. <laughs> she throws in, I slept with my two brothers till I was 17 I was engaged to one of them for a very short period of time. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a story for another yeah, time. I could have swore that was something that, that was one of the things that really came back to me. So I don't know. I thought that I'd seen that. Yeah. Before. But yeah, I thought it was an excellent, yeah. uh, an excellent start to the episode. Yeah. So, so, um, so we wrap up flashback one with, um, the first of four Florida mans. So okay. part of our Ooh, I'm excited about this. bi-weekly series. Um, so if, if you enter into the Google machine, Florida man, February 7. Okay. One of the top four headlines that you'll get is real quick. I say top four. I basically mean like the four that I found funniest. Okay. Fair uh, enough. Not the first four necessarily. Exactly. Okay. And also there. Yeah. Anything that's like just, wrong yeah not going to be included yeah. like if there's something like there were truly victims associated right. with it that's not funny yeah you know? like Florida <laughs> man rapes a child kind of a thing exactly like, like yeah, that doesn't yeah doesn't elevate the podcast exactly <laughs> so. exactly i'm not saying these are victimless crimes but mm. i'm just saying 
They, they at the least pros give and a, cons versus the right, a chuckle along the, with it, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, anyways, so Florida man February seven high on love. Florida man accused of hiding marijuana in box of Valentine's chocolates. Oh. <laughs> so, I don't know. Again, they get better as they go along. Yeah. <laughs> so. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then we had an interstitial. Hey, hey yeah. they hey. should do that more often because then you got the chocolates right there. So if you get the munchies mm-hmm. taken exactly. care of. I, I would have to guess that in places where it's legal. Um, That's probably a thing. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. there is. Oh, yeah. And that was the thing like they were having a problem with um, the Girl Scout cookie people like setting up their table outside the dispensaries. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> they're like, oh, these people got disposable income and going to have the munchies here soon. <laughs> so Just brilliant marketing. Mm. Yeah. So, um, so anyways, uh, little interstitial. Uh, Rose plates some chip beef gravy for Dorothy. Blanche goes for Sophia's meal instead. A thunderstorm starts up, and Rose's fear of bad weather is the segue into flashback number two. Um, and so flashback number two I call Jungle Boogie <laughs> just because of Rose or Blanche's bedroom. Oh, okay. With the motif in there. Uh, so Rose enters Blanche's room and tells her that uh, two convicts are headed to Miami. Blanche theorizes that they're looking for men. Blanche probably doesn't have much experience with convicts because whenever somebody commits a crime in her town, they're hung. <laughs> so uh, Blanche deals with her eyebrows and they badmouth Billy Joel. That asshole's got it coming. Uh, Rose and Blanche try to call <laughs> it a night. Rose needs a story, and because she wasn't a very good mother, Blanche has a hard time coming up with one. Eventually, she gets through a story, and Rose hides in the closet. Yeah, it's a horrifying story, too. Do you remember? Yeah. yeah, well, even just to start off with, she was like, three bears and like no, three elephants yeah well that's what she ended up with but okay. i think they're like three bears first and then three yeah. well in fairness like, to, to blanche she's given a ridiculous request to begin with you know mm-hmm. a woman in her 50s asking you <laughs> to tell yeah. her a story uh, to After she already promised that she'd be quiet right yeah. and then she immediately starts shitting on the story mm-hmm. you know <laughs> yeah about what blanche starts and you know, several times interrupts. You know, it definitely is not going to. Yeah. For this insane request to begin with, yeah. she's really just whatever Blanche one is willing yeah. to blurt out. She should take it. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I actually enjoyed the way the Blanche ended up going with it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think that if you want to have, a, you know, a comedic episode of Dorothy or Rose, like being scared of a thunderstorm, mm-hmm. like every time like the thunder goes off or whatever, she should like pull out her gun and start firing at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would definitely be a, Too yeah, many a nice bases callback. Too that day, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. Right. But uh, yeah, there was a few parts of that, that scene that I enjoyed. Um, sunrise, sunset, <laughs> sunrise, sunset. I enjoyed in that episode how, or in that particular scene where she was talking about the St. Olaf slasher. Wasn't yeah. that part of that yeah, one? Yeah. yeah oh, who, yeah, yeah. Who was known because of uh, slashing scarecrows. Right. Yeah, there were, he, um, wasn't he also implicated in the, the rustling of several like brooms or something? Oh, yeah, I think, yeah. The, there were several <laughs> mutilated brooms that he had been exactly. implicated in as well. Um, now I thought, you know, because they don't directly say Billy Joel's name. You know, they mm-hmm. talk about uh, Christy Brinkley's husband who... She's been married a few times, but at the mm-hmm. time it was yeah. Billy Joel, who mm-hmm. you know I think we can all give a hearty thank you for uh, Paint It Black, and uh, <laughs> 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 and then she did uh, you know when she was talking about contouring her eyebrows, um, mm-hmm. that was a pretty harsh jab that she took at Rose because Rose was like I never do that, and she said that's why you look like Wilford Brimley from the nose up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah, anyway. exactly. Um, Recently but, uh, in our timeline. Yeah, I mean, between that one and the one before it, um, 
I would definitely say that uh, the first one would mm-hmm. would win out just yeah. out of those two. But I still I thought it was a solid solid yeah. section. Yeah, I definitely like the first one better. Um, like with you know Sophia's flatulent comment and all that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. So I liked the uh, Jungle Boogie reference. Yeah, it's a good yeah. song too. It is. <laughs> that is cool in the gang. Um, and they were not sampled on donuts. Sorry. (laughs) For one brief moment, I thought they were. (laughs) Maybe they were. I could be misremembering. Um, I hope our listeners, after they listen, you know, five, six times, they'll comment (laughs) about their favorite track. Uh, Mine is Lightworks and any Cool in the Gang samples they discover in there. I mean, it'd be awesome if they commented on something you're specifically asking. It would also be awesome if they commented. Yes, yes, it would. (laughs) So anybody who would like to make a comment on iTunes, uh, it'll certainly be replied to, you know, here on the podcast. Um, Or any of the places, right? Right, yeah. You monitor all the feeds? Oh, yeah. I mean, anything. Most places don't have that option. Like, Mm. you can listen on Stitcher or, um, you know. You can find this podcast wherever fine podcasts are uh, are aired, but most Radio of them, Shack, yeah, Radio Shack, <laughs> um, Circuit City, uh, exactly. Uh, that's, that's the quality of product we're putting out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, <clears throat> CB Radio, yeah, <laughs> holding down the button, hit and play. <laughs> yeah, but on CB, I always end with ten four good cocoa. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, exactly. But uh, we're at ten four currently. Oh, are we? That's today's date. Oh yeah, very nice. Yeah, that, that is true. It is now uh, thirty three minutes into ten four for yeah. us. That's why my wife chose this day to get married. Oh, she, she knew it was a day that I'd remember because I'm a big CB aficionado. Go down in infamy. Um, exactly. But uh, is that true? Is that really true? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's um, a good story. Yeah. Yeah, if you if you ever want to comment, uh, I believe the only places you could comment, um, like in a public forum, yeah, uh, would be uh, Podbean or mm-hmm. or iTunes, yeah, um, and you could rate iTunes as yeah. well, which would be awesome. And then also, of course, you can send us messages through Facebook or yeah. uh, did or Twitter. Did you? We had a two weeks back. You and Numi had a conversation. Did yeah, anything there, come from that? No, nothing. Nothing additional from that at this point. But okay. uh, you know, I'm sure apparently that, we're dead to her. <laughs> yeah, as well we should be. Um, yeah, but. We if you have any members of our family, <laughs> yeah. you can also write us something and throw it in the mail. Right. <laughs> if you're a member of our family, you can also write it on the bathroom mirror and then tell me to turn the steam on. <laughs> <laughs> well, we already know the be- the f- member of your family that would have access to your bathroom mirror yeah. doesn't listen. Does not. So. <laughs> she does not. She gets enough of this nonsense on her own time without having to be subjected to my nonsense times three. <laughs> right. So, well, now that you two will be working together again, I'm sure. She'll get a, a heaping dose of your nonsense yeah. on an even more regular basis. Yeah. So, I am curious about that um, because when we worked together previously, we were definitely separated and we didn't have any interactions with each other. Um, but with this new thing, um, she's more involved and I'm in a different capacity than I was previously. So we'll be in a lot of meetings together oh, and okay. different things like that. So it will be interesting. So will you have any authority over her? No. Oh, okay. uh-uh. No, we're definitely two different you know, chains of command and everything. And she's just sort of on loan to the project. Oh, okay. So, um, anyways, that's that. So, well, with all that talk we've just had, I'll go ahead and just interject this one other thing I had thought about mentioning this episode is I thought, you know, we've talked about some of our uh, people who follow us because mm-hmm. um, the one place you can follow us where we can see it is Podbean. Mm-hmm. We can't see it if you follow us on the yeah. other ones, but by all means, whatever thing, if you yeah. want to follow it, you know, iTunes, Stitcher, mm-hmm. whatever you're you're good with. But mm-hmm. if you follow us on Podbean, okay. I'll mention it here. 
Uh, we have 12 followers. Nice. Well, 13, actually, but one of them is us. We gotcha. follow ourselves. Okay. Um, so 12 different people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Enid Ama, that's my sister Amy, is okay. one. Uh, Jules is my mom. Okay. Uh, WDWFan71, that's my Covetson Dave. Okay. Um, and then Anna. Uh, two people that have PBG and then a bunch of random things. I'm assuming that they followed on Podbean but didn't create like a regular account. Gotcha. So it generated something for them. Yeah. Uh, Prince is my idol, of Yay. course, that uh, we've talked about. Ooh. Doctor yeah. in Blue okay. is another one. That's um, Lady in Red's friend. Yes. Um, I wonder if it's a Doctor Who fan. Uh, it could be. Because um, the TARDIS is blue. It could be. Um, or it could be. I mean, a lot of doctors wear blue. so Especially if they're a doc cop. Right. Um, <laughs> But uh, oh, the doctors were white, though, right? The uh, it's the nurses that were blue. So. Yeah, that's why I was confused. Yeah, yeah, what if they're a doc? Cop? Yeah, maybe, maybe it is the doctor who uh, <laughs> doc Smurf, maybe. Right. Um, <laughs> I walked through the the living room the other day, and my youngest was watching Smurfs, and uh, my wife was on the couch and just you know on her phone uh, doing her own thing, totally fine. Um, but like so, I, but I just like stood in the middle of the living room, and stared at the TV for a good six minutes, and then said, "So what you watching?" <laughs> it, it, really, it made my wife laugh. <laughs> She's like, "You're so stupid." <laughs> that was some of the best jokes, though. <laughs> That's my all-time favorite thing is when she tells me I'm stupid because <laughs> she always says it while she's laughing. So I think, yep, I'm, you're kind of stupid. <laughs> stupid like a fox. Exactly. <laughs> the sexy, sexy fox. <laughs> no, just normal fox. Yeah. <laughs> um, Are you guys familiar with the song, What Does the Fox Say? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For the first time recently, I saw a little uh, a video that showed a fox making noise. Oh, yeah. And it was quite unique. Yeah. Yeah, Sherry, we have a, a family of foxes that mm-hmm. live. My wife you know, has worked from home for a while, you know, pre-pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, there are foxes that live in our mm-hmm. yard, basically, yeah. or, you know, kind of near yeah. our yard anyway. And, uh, yeah, they, there are times when we've heard them, like, I don't know, screaming at night. What they're the sound they make. It's, it's like a very loud, like, pain-type sound, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, they're normal sound to mm-hmm. communicate with their young and whatnot so would either of you like to do a fox impression mm, i don't think i, I could do I it could. a i couldn't do it justice b i don't want to scream into the mic um mm-hmm. for someone to hear uh you can't do it like subtle right? i mean maybe i could walk away from the mic and do it from a little bit of a distance <laughs> you can't just like lower the volume of your voice i don't think so. i don't think i could do While it while we talk i will find it online so okay but um we do have four other listeners I wanted to, or, or oh, followers. Yeah. yeah, let's hear. Doctor uh, and Blue. Yeah, Doctor and Blue. Then there's Sherry. Okay. Yeah, obviously. Uh, Melissa Ann. Uh, okay. Tanisha Word. Okay. And Cow Milk. Sure. So Nice. Yeah. So if uh, if you are any of those folks and you're yeah, still listening now, thank you for following us. Yeah. And uh, if you uh, and if you do decide to follow us or comment, we'll definitely call it out here on the on the podcast. Yes. So. so on back to the recap. Sorry about that. No, no problem. Uh, interruption. I like, I like to know that there are people out there beyond, you know, friends and family that we know IRL. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so our next little Florida man, February 7, interstitial. Uh, Florida man shows off dance moves during field sobriety test. Oh, very nice. And I think that may have been the most popular one just because there was a video clip associated oh, okay. with it. Like the dash cam showed him. Do you feel like that if you... Funky fresh beats. Could walk the line and mm-hmm. then also do you think busting out the dance moves let's assume that you're able to walk the line so yeah. you would pass the sobriety test under normal circumstances yeah. 
Do you think that then if you then break out your dance moves that that is going to make you more or less likely to get additional, uh, you know, questions or uh, scrutiny from the cop? I honestly don't know. I think that I think if I was ever in that position, I think I would. Obviously, there's a reason why they want me to walk a line. Right. You know, and so I think I would just be following every command that they give me to the letter just so that there's no misunderstanding as to, you know, whether or not I am under the influence of something other than donuts. Yeah, that's the thing. I would think that it would definitely give you give them more reason to question you. Exactly. It's like, yeah, this guy, he seems way too loose for someone Mm -hmm. being dealt with. I mean, yeah, you know, granted, we're white, so we don't have to. (laughs) Exactly. um, Yeah. But uh, now you saying under the influence of donuts, the music. Or just the food. It could be either. <laughs> yeah. Or be both either. of us. The They're both influential in Brent's think life. Do you think that if you listened to donuts while eating donuts, it would be even better? Possibly. Yeah. Like seeing the face of God. Now, what if you were <laughs> what if you were listening to donuts while eating donuts and driving donuts in a parking That's lot? What I was <laughs> exactly. That is the donut hat trick. <laughs> and then I think I should do more than walk the line. I think then they should do the full blown breathalyzer. Mm, like yeah. really, like why do people still walk the line? Why isn't it just always just breathalyzer? Yeah, that's the only thing that's really a worthwhile. Yeah. Um, uh, measure although maybe the walk the line also can help to determine if there are other substances that aren't mm. you know yeah. alcohol oh gotcha yeah. yeah yeah i didn't think about that because the smack ain't gonna show up on your breath <laughs> right <laughs> i don't know i i always use some really fragrant smack so <laughs> <laughs> so the breath lies i mean i get it but if you smell it you'll definitely smell yeah yeah you know, yeah <laughs> strong whiff of it yeah i know um Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're into uh, number three, or do we still have a... Uh, we still have a little interstitial. Oh, okay. um, Blanche compliments uh, Sophia Zitti. Uh, Dorothy lies to Rose about, the ch- about Rose's chipped beef. The power briefly goes out, and Dorothy uses that opportunity to put her leftovers in Sophia's purse. Yeah, um, I think if I had to say it is way shittier to dump some food in somebody's <laughs> purse than it is to just insult somebody's food and be yeah. like, yeah, I'm sorry. It's just not, I, I'm just not into it yeah. versus I'm going to ruin your purse uh-huh. um, in order <laughs> to, you know, protect this person's yeah. feelings. Um, and, you know, this is a purse I think she used to run a marathon with. So. Exactly. Uh, she always has that purse. Yeah. 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 So, so um, flashback number three, um, under the covers, under the weather. Uh, Dorothy is sick with bronchitis, and Sophia is trying to take care of her. Uh, Dorothy and Sophia talk uh, about all the times Sophia took care of an ill Dorothy. Uh, we're robbed of flashbacks within the flashback. Uh, Dorothy tells Sophia a story that puts her to sleep. Uh, Blanche should take a lesson from Dorothy. Yeah, I thought we were going to get some real uh, Inception shit going on right there, because <laughs> um, they definitely, you know, starting to talk mm. about an old situation while talking about an old situation. Yeah, exactly. Um, but unfortunately they didn't take it that extra step because yeah. then it would have not been just boss baby from last episode, but also inception from this episode, <laughs> you know, the writers would have had a gold mine of copyright infringement. <laughs> exactly. Unfortunately they didn't take that extra step. Um, yeah. Was there anything on that scene that stood out to you that you recall? Not Steve? so much, honestly. I mean, I thought it was kind of sweet because, you know, once uh, Sophia fell asleep, you know, she kind of touched her mom in after she had been kind of watching her for three days. That it really, and then when she, when they go back to the regular part, though, doesn't Sophia say she was awake the whole time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, then she also uh, there was one line in there I thought was kind of funny because um, they were, you know, Dorothy was commenting on that she had taken the dose that the pharmacist had prescribed her, mm-hmm. and yeah, Sophia 
said if the man really knew what he was doing, he would be a doctor, not just dressed like one. Oh, that was a good line, yeah. yeah. So, but uh, and then she also, oh yeah, I think my favorite line of that particular section, not of the episode, but of that section, she said, "Why parsley?" You know, talking about this concoction that <laughs> yeah. uh, that Ma would put on her. And um, she said that uh, presentation is very important. <laughs> so <laughs> I just love the idea that you add parsley into this, you know. The liniment or something, yeah. right? Yeah. That was called? Yeah. So, yeah. But yes. Anyway, so that was it for me on section three, our on okay. flashback three. So Florida man, February 7, number three. Uh, Florida man who allegedly threatened family with Coldplay lyrics ends <laughs> standoff after SWAT promises him pizza. <laughs> <laughs> So, do you think that he threatened? Did you read that one by any chance? No, I did not. Okay, I never, I never dive deep because I'm always afraid I'm going to discover something unpleasant. I'll have to get rid of it. <laughs> and this one was, you know, like they all, you know, victimless stuff. But this one kinda has it, you know, as far as like threatens family. But it did specifically say Florida man who allegedly threatened family. Oh, okay, so we so, don't even know. So I'm going to say he was innocent because <laughs> I didn't read an article saying he was convicted. But yeah, Florida <laughs> man who allegedly threatened family with Coldplay lyrics in standoff after SWAT promises him pizza. Does that mean he was quoting Coldplay? Yeah, that's what I wonder. Is like he's like, if you don't do what I say, I'm going to tell you all these Coldplay lyrics. I think so. Like, or was he using Coldplay lyrics as the threats? You know, I don't know. Um, uh, it's just like I'm, about, I'm trying to think of popular Coldplay songs. I but would like to think he would be like, you know, I'm going to leave a bruise. It's just like a yellow moon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all yellow. Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. So, um, that yeah. was that. Um, and then our next little interstitial. Uh, Sophia claims that she was awake the whole time. Blanche reminds them of the time they slept at the bus station. Yeah, probably my second favorite line of the episode was there where uh, Sophia responds. Blanche talks about sleeping on a bench or yeah. laying on a bench, whatever yeah. the phrase she used was. But uh, she said, boy, you do it any place, don't you, Blanche? Um, <laughs> that was Sophia's response to her about it. So yep. that was yeah. pretty good. So uh, flashback number four, um, never choo-choo-choose the Apalapachobee <laughs> station. <laughs> Did you by any chance, is Apalapachobee a place that you know? No. Oh, okay. Um, so the Goldens are at the Apalapachobee train station. Um, the only humorous-sounding tr- train station currently connected to the Miami is Opalaka. Okay. Um, if they were looking for other humorous-sounding Floridian towns, they could have gone with Baghdad, Bohemia, Christmas, <laughs> Couch, Doctor's Inlet, Dogtown, Elfers, Uchiana, Festus, Fluffy Landing, Howie in the Hills, Lone Howie Cabbage, hills? <laughs> Florida, Lulu. So there's a Florida, Florida. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which so like yeah, you know, I'm going down the list of funny sounding names or whatever, and they all just have the town oh, except okay. for Florida. And then they put comma Florida, I guess, because they thought maybe people won't get the joke. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think that that's how they, even the people in the town that named it that. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, wonder if people are going to get it. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, Florida, Florida, uh, Lulu, Mayo, Needmore, New York, Niceville, Okahumka, Picnic, Possum Bluff, Roach Branch, Spuds, Tobacco Patch Landing. Two egg, Wakahuda, Wiki Wachi, and Yeehaw Junction. You know, I think you just explained all of the Florida man 
Artifuls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, if you come from any one of those towns. <laughs> and it's one of those things that, again, because I thought we discussed all these episodes and I was filling for time. Right. I was like, oh, let's get some humorous Florida town <laughs> names. <laughs> those are great, though. Yeah. That's... So anyways, then, you know, the Goldens are, you know, waiting for the next train to Miami when an insane clown posse arrives at the station. Uh, Blanche ends up dating Floppo the Clown for several months. Um, yeah, so the whole train thing, I don't have anything written down because, again, I thought we talked about it and I just <laughs> forgot about it. Um, the uh, conductor, not conductor, but the guy working the desk, you yeah. know, with a hillbilly-ish accent, whatever. I thought he was good. He delivered my favorite line, actually. Go ahead. Uh, well, what, was, uh, what was it for you? So Dorothy and Blanche are talking about uh, doing things that they have always longed to do, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Dorothy says something about she's always wanted to go to a nudist camp or something. <laughs> yeah. She says, you know, there's always things that you p- sometimes put on the back burner. Uh-huh. And the uh, the the train guy says, you know, some big pots are best left on the back burner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny. That, yeah. that, um, that actor doesn't have a, you know, real extensive career, at least as far as, you know, acting goes. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm sure he probably has. I think he had a lot of other things in the entertainment industry. Yeah. But not much to go, not much. But I thought he was pretty funny. Yeah. But it did again. It begs the question: like, this guy has a very bumpkiny kind of a mm-hmm. you know accent and yeah. mannerisms and whatnot. Yeah. And you just wonder where in the hell did this connect from? Like where? <laughs> in, <laughs> well, and know? they make the they make there's a bunch of like weird little off off type uh, comments because. He says the town is known uh-huh. for having their trains leave a half hour early. Right. Yeah. Which seems abhorrent. Mm-hmm. Like that couldn't work with anyone else in yeah. the neighboring towns. Right. Yeah, well, and it wouldn't work for the trains, I wouldn't think. Like I don't think <laughs> they run on a schedule like, well, we gotta be there half an hour early because yeah. that train station yeah. has uh Well maybe know. it's one of those things that like I mean the train conductor whatever doesn't get off the train or whatever. Yeah. So maybe they're not aware that they think they're running on time. But it's just the train station itself is posting a time 30 right. minutes later. Yeah, I guess that's true. So yeah. the train's ignorant of what's happening out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would definitely be a distinction that I don't think any town would strive for. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> exactly. But if you want to get people to, you know, stick around and, you know, stimulate the local economy. Right. <laughs> yeah, the circus industry that uh, exactly. travels yeah. through. You guys ever hear of a circus train coming through town? Yeah. I mean, um, I guess, you know, Casey Jr. coming down the track. Right? <laughs> um, no, Florida has a couple of towns that are populated almost exclusively by circus folk. Oh, really? Um, it's still? Worthy. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know if still or how much it is because I think most of the circuses have died off or right. whatever. Yeah. But yeah, um, like back in the day, Ringling Brother and all of them, that's where they just went to for the winter months. Oh, you know, okay. when the circus can't go from town to town, right. they just all go down to Florida and that's where they live for three months before they start back up again in the spring. Yeah, that makes sense, I guess. So yeah. I, I had no idea about that, but that's no, interesting. It seems like a stretch to me, but now it does seem pretty, pretty plausible. Yeah. yeah. I would say yeah. out of the... Uh, four um, little stories that we get in this one. Mm-hmm. I think it was probably the weakest of the four. Um, yeah. I did enjoy the line, um, you know, because when they get there and they're talking about, I can't remember what even what even precipitated it, but uh, she says that uh, somehow we got on a train that ended up inside Rose's mind. Yeah, um, I thought <laughs> yeah. that was a funny line, but oh, um, I remember what that's from. So the guys talks about uh, the trains are always half hour early, right? And they put it on their town seal, 
Well, Rose oh, thinks, right. oh, you have a town seal yeah. to do tricks too, mm-hmm. and he plays right along with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. So, uh, Florida man, February seventh, number four. Uh, Florida man vapes semen. Ah. <laughs> oh, how about that? Yeah. So, I didn't know you're from Florida ski. Gosh dang it. <laughs> um, I was gonna play a fox sound for you, but now I don't know. <laughs> Well, go ahead and play it for us. Let's see if the the mic can pick it up. Is this public domain, Fox? Sounds like a large percentage of Yoko Ono's discography. (laughs) (laughs) See, now that's not the sound that I've heard. I thought Uh, it almost sounded like a turkey. (laughs) No, I have not heard a a fox up close like that. And that one seemed to be a very uh, domesticated fox. Yeah. so the, the sounds I've heard, which I'll, I'll try to walk. They sound away. like had a British accent. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> yeah, they they sound like imported foxes. Yeah, um, exactly. But, uh, the, fox, the fox noises I heard were, were something more like. Something of that nature. Hopefully I was far enough away from the mic that, that didn't uh, hurt anybody's ears. But uh, Again, it just sounds like Yoko Ono. <laughs> <laughs> so, but... But yeah, skis are authentic fox sounds, but not uh, the ones that not uh, natural. Fox yeah, not that you hear necessarily in the wild. Yeah, so, so. it's kind of like just conversational fox, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah, it's then our little concluding scene. Um, the Goldens decide to, you know, put their family members up at a Holiday Inn. They figure that's a more enjoyable vacation for them than watching an octogenarian eat cream gravy out of her own purse. <laughs> Yeah, it, I don't see how though, guys. That's, just, <laughs> that's entertainment at its finest. Go back to your vape pen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it, uh, it did close out with a, another solid Sophia line. Um, you know, in the right hands, in the right bag, this chip beef isn't half bad. Yeah. So and uh, yeah, again, I thought that Sophia did, you know, solid throughout the entire episode, but. Um, but Ski, who would be your MVP for this one? I think I'm going to give her to Sophia just for that reason. Yeah, I, I think she was the clear MVP of this one. I, I just think in every scene, that she wasn't part of the scene in the train station. Yeah, but I think or the she had a pretty prominent role in most of the other ones. Right. I mean, let's see. So there was four, right? So there was uh, in in her bed. Mm-hmm. There was um, her and Dorothy together when she was sick. There was Rose and Blanche together. And then there was the uh, the three Rose Blanche and Dorothy in the train station. You open with her. We open with her cooking. We close right. with her eating. So right. So, <laughs> so I guess Sophia was I guess the least represented out of the because the other three were all in three of the four the four scenes overall. But I still think she just shined in all all the ones that she was part of, and of course in all the you know beginning and and interstitial parts. So, yep, Sophia was a pretty easy winner for me this week. Uh, how about you, Brent? Who was your MVP? Um, I'm going to go with the train conductor or really? train station guy. I still don't think he was good. I mean, he was funny a little, um, but I don't think he stole the show like the way some of our one-scene yeah. wonders have been. Um, but fair enough. Um, he did have my favorite line out of it. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how many uh, slices of cheesecake did this one get for you, Ski? I, I thought it was funny, and I liked a lot of the parts, but I don't think it was as... Uh, like I, the last one that we uh, liked, uh, Britain did not like as much, but I think I liked this one a little bit less. I gave it a four. Four? How about you, Brian? Middle Road. I mean, 
if he'd have asked me before we recorded the episode, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I'd have given it like five and a half, six, because, but again, I was viewing it through the lens of, you know, Jay Dilla's Donuts. Right. I was as, like, a, you know, as a clip show, right? Exactly. I was like, well, yeah, you know, it's like the album, you know, they, they started off, you know, or they ended where they started, yeah. you know, but, you know, they just sort of recontextualized some previous clips or whatever. Um, but now that I realize that that's not what happened, that these are all brand new clips, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm like one and a half. One and a half? Wow. Yeah. Because. So you liked better the recycling of it versus actual new material? When the, I thought they were clips that we'd already seen before, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, that's clever. You know, it's basically sort of like a themed episode. It's like, yeah, look at all the times we went back to the well mm-hmm. of them having to share a bed, you know, or having it uncomfortable. It's one of those things that they were recognizing their own trope and then trying to put a different spin on it. Okay. I gotcha. But now I realize that they wrote all of those scenes brand new just for this episode Seemed too contrived exactly and it's like well it's like one of those things that's like you're not beholden to any particular episode it's like if you're doing a clip show then it's one right. of those things it's like well we only have these x number to draw from you know mm-hmm. for this one it's all brand new stuff the sky was the limit they could have come up with anything they wanted to you know and with the exception of the insane clown posse at the end nothing was really out of the ordinary mm-hmm. like all of those scenes could have been in any real episode you know which maybe is okay i don't know but i just i don't like that mm-hmm. they could have come up with any possible scene and that's the best they could do exactly yeah well, see, I feel like for me, I have to. So there's been, like I said, this is the third anthology mm-hmm. episode. Um, I don't think I, I. I definitely wouldn't say that it was as good as um, the way we met. You know, yeah. the last yeah. se- last episode of season one. Because that one did that win the best of the season or really close? Yeah, right? I think it came in a real close second. I think yeah. you know we decided we'd move it forward to the you know mm-hmm. f- final round when we get to that yeah. point um, or final you know selection process. Um, elimination bracket right but i like this one better than our other an- than the other anthology episode from this season the christmas one yeah um so personally i, I gave it a five and a half i thought it was yeah. a-, a solid but, episode but, but i get there was no real story though going on yeah so but we're what three episodes from the christmas one yeah i think so so they went back to that well awfully quick well yeah yeah it is kind of surprising but you never know how you know, when they tape things versus when they actually decide to air them, you know, mm-hmm. because obviously the show has very little in the way of continuity. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just not the way that especially sitcoms were told back then. Yeah. So there was no reason to necessarily tell, you know, air well, them in the order they were recorded. Yeah, and the fact that it's only season two still. Right. So, I mean, they've got quite a few episodes to draw from already, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I can definitely see Brent's point as far as lack of creativity is. Yeah. Being a, a deterrent. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I wish I would have enjoyed it if the entire episode just took place at the train station. Mm. You know, I think between the conductor and the clowns, there's enough there for 25 minutes. Yeah, so you just wish it would have been an episode about them getting stuck and then uh, Sophia, who carried the episode, just get left out altogether? Yeah, she could be at the train station. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I'd like to see st- her as one of the clowns. you know the writers are sitting down with a blank piece of paper right you know whichever one came up with that if he was like you know this is the whole episode right here we open with them four of them walking in they establish that they're on the way back from a funeral and you know and then the they miss their train and the clowns show up and hilarity ensues yeah i I do wonder like with some like obviously with the christmas one you kind of get an idea for like that and the other one were natural ways to make an anthology type episode with this, you kind of wonder 
if someone just had an idea for one particular thing and they're yeah. like, I don't know any way, like, I think this is really funny. Yeah. Um, but I don't know a way to shoehorn this into an episode. Yeah. yeah. And so they're like, oh, well, what if we took, you know, mm-hmm. this and this and this, you yeah. know, like made it part of an anthology thing yeah. and then stuck it in that way. I don't know. But I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Like I said, I wouldn't call it a contender by any means. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. So. Yeah. And maybe that's the fault or maybe that's the problem. It's one of those things that the reason the, you know, the first three stories are the way they are. <laughs> is because somebody already called dibs on all of the budget for his clowns. Yeah. And he's like, well, we're spending all the money building a train station and getting 37 clowns to come in. Right. You know, that, that costs a lot. So you guys are limited to these current existing <laughs> sets and no additional cast members. Well, you never know. It might have been that clown scene that got the episode made. It could be something where they had maybe it was part of a larger episode at some point. Yeah. And uh, they're like, well, the episode itself isn't good, but... Yeah, we really like the scene in the train station with the clowns, so yeah. we're going to cut the rest and then yeah. reshoot these other scenes you know, <laughs> using sets that are already available to us. B-roll, that's yeah. really Well, not yeah. necessarily B-roll, but maybe uh, just like, all right, we'll have bare budget on the rest of these, just mm-hmm. all sets we already have on hand, Yeah. so we can use this clown scene we had to cut out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who knows? But either way, you know, however it ended up, stay golden, Coco. <laughs> Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at sophiaschoicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at sophiaschoicepc. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.